Less than three months into 2019, Apple has flipped the script on its normal cadence of product debuts. You used to have to wait ages for new hardware, but this week alone, the company unexpectedly rolled out new devices three days in a row ahead of its widely expected streaming service next week. But what does this marketing strategy mean for Apple as it competes with slowing smartphone sales and tries to envision a future without the iPhone at its center? This is TikTok. I'm Andrew Mock. Joining me today is Apple and consumer tech reporter at Bloomberg, Mark Gurman. Mark, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Big week for Apple. Definitely. So let's start with looking at, uh, well, 2019 alone. I mean, we're, we're just only now on the first day of spring. Uh, so catch us up to where we are now. What has Apple done so far this year? Yeah, you know, so far, Apple has done a lot on the hardware side. I mean, just this week specifically, there were the new iMacs earlier this week. Uh, there were they are much faster, two times faster, or even uh, 60% faster, depending on the model you get at the same price points. There were new two new mid-tier iPads introduced on Monday, so bringing back the iPad Air branding and bringing back the iPad Mini, which has languished, wasn't updated since 2015 before this week. And then, of course, today on Wednesday, the new AirPods. People love those things. They've been anticipating these for a while. We wrote about them over a year ago, and now they are finally here. And next week, March 25th, Apple's holding its big non-hardware software and services event. Right. So let's talk about the AirPods quick, uh, since that's the news of the day. They mostly look the exact same. But from your perspective, how good are these compared to the current ones people have? And how good are they compared to similar products on the market? You know, the AirPods are pretty much in a league of their own at this point. They own this small wireless headphone market with the quick power-up and charging and Bluetooth connection. Apple really ushered in this concept of having a charging case that helps you pair them with the phone. We saw Samsung come out with a similar product uh, earlier this year, but in terms of sales and ease of use and integration, Apple is really far far ahead here. And and on the wider topic, let's quickly shift to, to wearables for Apple. This seems to me like it's been a category of consumer tech that historically uh, took a while to really take off, uh, but those products now seem to be doing really, really well for Apple. Yeah, the, uh, the wearables category in general has been strong. I mean, Apple said it was up 50% year on year. But, you know, to be fair, the wearables category for Apple is, is very small in terms of the different array of products they have at this point, right? So they have the Apple Watch. They've had that since 2015, and it's one of the better-selling smartwatches. They have the AirPods, and then they also consider the Beats headphones a wearables product. I think to add just a little bit of revenue on the edges there, I'm not really sure that Beats contributes that much to the company's bottom line. But there's a lot more they could do in wearables. There's augmented reality glasses. There's smart clothing. There's other things that they've been exploring and talking about uh, internally, all sorts of stuff. So I think their wearables roadmap is going to go beyond the watch and the AirPods. And it's only at the tip of the iceberg right now. That's really interesting. Uh, so let's shift now to this week. Uh, jumping back a bit, we know there's been new hardware announcements for the past three days, which is a fairly unusual strategy for Apple. Um, you know, we have enough new products this week to really constitute its own special event. So what gives here? Yeah, I agree with you. We are basically getting an Apple event's worth 
of new stuff. I mean, individually, none of these things are that big of upgrades. I mean, I feel like if Apple held an event with just these three things, they could get away with it. But, you know, at some point, it'd be a little bit of a snooze. This is not a brand new Apple Watch. This is not a new iPhone. For all intents and purposes, this is adding overdue features to the iPad mini. This is bringing back the iPad Pro from two years ago under a new name. This is a processor spec bump to the iMac, and this is really not really AirPods 2, but this is more like an AirPods 1.5, 1.75, or an AirPods S sort of update. So they could have done it, but I think some people would have agreed that it wasn't enough. And at the same time, by putting these through in press releases Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they are owning the news cycle for the week, and then they're going to own it again next week with their announcement of new services, which I'm sure we'll get into. And do you think that's an effective strategy? I mean, does the company risk any type of consumer fatigue or or maybe, on the other hand, whiplash, really? I mean, does it matter that people out there may get tired of a deluge of, of new Apple products, like especially like when the product they really want you to care about is still days away? Yeah, this is rare. I don't think it's going to overwhelm anyone. These are not like announcing a new iPhone, a brand new iPhone, a brand new iPad, a brand new Apple Watch in three successive days. I don't think it's that big of a deal. But I do, to your point, think it is an, it is an effective strategy. And they need to try new things. Clearly, some of the strategies they were employing in recent years was not working properly. They had that sales slow down at the end of last year, particularly in China, in regards to iPhones. So it is on them to try new things, and, and we see them indeed trying it. And, you know, PR and marketing and the way they push products is a big part of the overall sales. So you're seeing them try out some new strategies, and I haven't seen any negative reaction to it so far, at least. Okay, well, I guess we'll, we'll see next week if it works. So let's talk about next week's special event. Uh, as you said, it's scheduled for Monday, where the widely rumored streaming video service is going to be unveiled. Apple teased the event with the tagline, It's Showtime. So we know that Apple thinks this is a really big deal, but what do you say? I think this is an incredibly big deal. For years, they've been pointing to services um, and as a way to really increase the revenues. They're talking about how important it is to their bottom line. They've been working a lot of things, but they really have not showed any new services. So I sort of found it ironic. For a number of years, they were talking up this segment of their business, but they haven't really done anything new in it, if that makes sense. Uh, their major services, the last two to launch, were Apple Music and Apple Pay. And those were three or four years ago. So Apple Pay launched at the end of 2014. Apple Music launched in June of 2015. And here we are in spring 2019. Still no Apple services, despite how much they're talking it up. But now, next week, Monday, March 25th, that's when they usher them in. The first one will be a video streaming service to go against Netflix and Amazon Prime in the original content world. It'll also tap into partners like HBO, Stars, and Showtime. At least they're talking to those companies with the hope for doing that. There's going to be a new magazine service. Basically, you will be able to subscribe to a bunch of newspapers and magazines in a single subscription bundle for about $10 a month. And they're also planning to talk about new Apple Pay features, including a partnership with Goldman Sachs on an Apple Pay-infused iPhone-connected credit card. Okay, so let's, let's, let's unpack those things a little bit. I mean, when we talk about streaming services, how likely do you think it is that Apple is going to be able to really compete with the likes of Netflix and, and the other ones out there? I mean, today we also got the news that Disney completed its you know, $71.3 billion acquisition of 21st Century Fox, where we know, you know new services may come out of that deal, too. So in your view, where does Apple stand in, in that industry? All they need are a few hit shows 
that people become so addicted to and glued to that are exclusive to the Apple service that they'll subscribe to it. So it really comes down to the content because there's not much else going on here besides the content. Netflix, I checked some statistics yesterday. They had, as of earlier this month, over 1,000 or 1,500 uh, unique original content titles, whether that's movies or TV shows or otherwise. Whereas Apple, we're not expecting them to have more than a dozen or two dozen by the end of this year. I think this is something we're going to see on a rolling basis. It's going to take them time to get up to a library as strong as Netflix's or Amazon Prime's. So I think that's something we'll have to look out for to see if the original content resonates with consumers in a way that gets them to subscribe to this video service. We'll have to see how much they charge for the HBO, Showtime, and Stars integration. I have a feeling that's going to be very popular. But it's also this integrated approach, this integrated package with the iTunes library, the TV application, tapping into apps like the NBA app and the ESPN app, basically having a centralized place to get all your video-related content that I think is going to be interesting to see how they play it from a subscription perspective. So it sounds like the, the, the products are really so wide-ranging that you can't really ignore them. Exactly. And it's going to be built into every iPhone, iPad, and Apple TV, and I suppose the Mac as well at some point, too. So let's shift to, to Apple's bottom line. As you, you mentioned earlier, we know Apple's iPhone sales have declined. We know, you know globally smartphone sales are decline, declining as people hold on to their phones a bit longer. Um, of course, it was big news in January when Apple posted a drop in revenue for the first time in years. Do you think that this past week and next week is going to signal a turnaround for the company? You know, I don't know if turnaround is the right word, but they're going to begin augmenting iPhone sales even more. I think they would be doing this regardless if there was a slowdown or not. Maybe they're just accelerating some things. Maybe they're just making a bigger, bigger deal out of it, uh, putting a bigger emphasis on services. But I really don't think the overall strategy is shifting. They've been working on this stuff for years before we even have the Christmas time slowdown for the iPhone in China. So I think it's just all coming together in, in a timely manner. And when we talk about the future of Apple, and we look back at this past week and and what's going to happen next week, what do you think that says about what Apple thinks of its future? I mean, are they approaching a time when the iPhone won't be the center of their revenue model? Uh, No, but I think what we're going to see is a bigger split here. I think that recurring revenues is going to be a big part of the of the situation. I think they're going to eventually move iPhone and other hardware products to a subscription offering. I think you're going to see services and subscription software on top of that. So I think they're basically just seeking new revenue areas to go on top of the iPhone. But I don't imagine the iPhone, uh, a day of the iPhone imminently not being the core of all that. Good to know. Well, to close here, I mean, it may sound like a flipping question, but it's not. Let's say Apple goes five days in a row. Any guesses what it could roll out on Thursday and Friday of this week? Yeah, I mean, it's possible we can see the Air Power and an iPod Touch. Those are two other products that Apple's working on. Uh, but if they choose to do some other new products this week, I think those will be it. If not, maybe those will come later, closer to WWDC. Great. Well, that'll just about wrap us up. Again, I've been speaking with Mark Gurman. He's an Apple and consumer tech reporter at Bloomberg, and you can follow him on Twitter at Mark Gurman. Mark, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Anytime. And you've been listening to TikTok by Bloomberg. I'm Andrew Mock. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew J. Mock. And of course, get all your news 24-7 at TikTok.